Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is former WWE diva Ashley Massaro, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your hosts. He is the Stallion. I'm the Enforcer, and I'm apparently hammered. I just said Codcast. Sounds like we're doing a fishing show. Do you like fish, Mike? Uh, I am a pescatarian. I'm not. I eat everything. You know what's weird? And this is a uh, what do I call it? Inside baseball. I just got a little. Uh, I just got some very odd real estate requests um, at nine twenty at night, and I don't even know who this person is. Nick, it, it's a female. It's a pyramid scheme, is what it is. It's a. Do we know this person? It's a Ponzi scheme. Holy potatoes! We know we used to work with this person. Uh, you're you're on the edge of your seat right now, right? This is great podcasting radio. I feel like right now, dude. I mean, like, people like that inside stuff. Speaking of inside stuff, uh, that's not that's too deep of a that's that's far too deep of a blue chew um thing. Anyway, listen, we're back. Another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. I said that already. I'm going to say it again. We've got some good news for everybody next week. If you're like me and you're like Joe, you grew up on a certain three letters, and they're not WWF. You grew up on the NWA. You grew up on the WCW. For me, my money, there is – when you talk about like um, ring announcers, all-time ring announcers, you have your Michael Buffers and your stuff like that. But for some reason, ever since I can remember, my favorite ring announcer um, was Gary Michael Capetta. And the way he announced the people – the way he uh, announced Sting and uh, the, all the Halloween Havocs, to me, his voice was synonymous with some of the best ring announcing of all time. I know a lot of people love the Fink, and I think the Fink is wonderful. But for me, my money, if I was ever you know, going to be announced down to the ring, aside from Larry Legend, who I love, who has announced me before, um, Nostalgia Factor all time, Gary Michael Capetta is my favorite. And the good news about that, Joe, Gary Michael Capetta, GMC himself, is going to be joining the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast next week, next Wednesday, um, to talk a little bit about the upcoming Crockett Cup, because really, 
Gary Michael Capetta was there for the can I, can I just go GMC? I think GMC is the move, right? Instead of the whole name. Yeah, or the world's most dangerous ring announcer. I think either or would be fine. I'm gonna go GMC because the world's most dangerous ring announcer is a lot of syllables. But mm-hmm. um yeah, so he's gonna be joining us next week. So he was there for the original Crockett Cup in '86 and '87. And, you know, a guy, you know, very similar to like a Tony Schiavone and all these other guys that are doing these uh, these podcasts that have been around the business at such incredible times. So I'm really looking forward to getting old GMC on the uh, on the show next week and really appreciate his time. He's clearly a very busy man. He's at every convention. He's meeting people. He was shoot one of the nicest people we met at a WrestleCon. I'm really looking forward to having him join our show. Yes, I think yeah, he was a he was a very nice guy and he's very knowledgeable on uh the history of the business and current state of the business. So it's a great honor to have him on with us next week as we uh, look forward to the NWA Crockett Cup show next weekend, which I think is a joint production with Ring of Honor. So there's going to be some some wrestlers from both promotions on that show. It looks like a pretty solid card, and we're looking forward to watching it. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – I'm, I'm very excited, Joe. We're going to be uh, – it's it's a little bit of what we like to call a Ring of Honor day, if you will. And um, we are uh, – we're looking forward to the show. We got the Ring of Honor World um, – actually, not the Ring of Honor World title. The NWA World title. Nick Aldis, another friend of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast against Marty Skrull. You've got the Briscoes on there. You've got another friend of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast and AK taking on Jazz um, for the NWA Women's title. You've got uh, your buddy Boom Boom, Cole Cabana. Taking on Willie Mack. That's that's a true statement, right? Willie Mack for the yes. uh, NWA. That's Good. true, Mike. Why do you sound so? You should be excited about that. I am excited. I was, you know. Are you still googling what Juggalo is? No, I stopped doing that a couple of days ago. There's actually a song called "What Is a Juggalo," so you might want to look into that. I don't think so. We've got time. So listen, why are we here today? We're here today because uh, we're going to keep up the Ring of Honor trend. We're hot on the uh, ring of honor trail lately. They just had a really good show um, last week to me. I, I think it was one of their best ring of honor. Um, not really a house show, but live shows in quite some time. And you and I are split uh, down the middle here. Uh, and it's a very controversial topic subject right now. Matt Taven, the matriarch of the Melvins is the Ring of Honor world champion. Um, now, you were very, very angry. Uh, like, all t- Why? I understand. I'm watching I'm watching Horseman stuff. I don't need to see this. I, I Kingdom. Know Kingdom. Are. That's what I'm going. Kingdom, bro. Yeah, go ahead. You do this like a K, right? I don't know how that works. Um, but It's Matt Hardy version one, I believe. I, I, you, are you done, Joe? You want to talk? You want to talk hand signals? I'm Actually, waiting. I'm that waiting could for be you. A great top five. Top. Uh, I don't know what a top five is. What's top five? I do. It's not an. It's not a five count because Ring of Honor stole it and they copyrighted it and we're not, not allowed to do it anymore. Um. Anyway, Matt Taven walked out of Madison Square Garden or Madison Square Taven, if you will, mm-hmm. as the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, much to the chagrin, dismay, and frustration of a lot of people. Now, you, we watched the um. The Ring of Honor on tour show last week. What was the name of the show? Uh, it was Masters of the Craft, I believe. Masters of the Craft, thank you. And you were furious. You said you were still steaming 24 hours later because Matt Taven got pinned 
by PCO in the six man tag. I don't necessarily have a problem with it because of the type of heel that Matt Taven is the type of champion. He is he, I don't want to say he flukily won the title, but he kind of weaseled his way in. And there are a lot of champions that seem to keep the title via nefarious means. You know, they, they leave with the, they leave the match with it. They get disqualified and all that stuff to keep the belt. I feel like that's where they're going to be going with Matt Taven. But I want to hear your point of view on how the six-man tag went down on um, last Sunday. Uh, well, here's here's what I don't like about it. Well, there's a lot of things, but we'll get started right here. So this was the first um, televised appearance, or at least live appearance, right? They may have taped television episodes the night before, but we don't technically that hasn't happened yet in in real time, right? So the first appearance of Matt Taven as the Ring of Honor World Champion. He won the title on the biggest show in the history of the company, right? So they had that show in Madison Square Garden. Everybody who follows knows by now he won it in the ladder match against Jay Lethal and Marty Scurll. So literally eight days later, he's wrestling at Masters of the Craft in the main event, as he should be, as the champion should be in the main event, in a six-man tag against uh, Villain Enterprises. And... He not only do they lose the match, which I can live with the kingdom losing the match, but he takes the pinfall from PCO. So I don't see, I just think that when you have somebody that is, has just won the world title, especially somebody who is becoming the world champion for the first time, right? So it's not like he's been the champion like three times before or whatever. Like they've tried to build him up and establish him as a credible person to be the world champion in ring of honor because ring of honor we know ring of honor doesn't change that title as often as you know some other companies have and it has i think a little bit more value to it than maybe some of the titles that people you know you'll see in wwe so to have him in his first appearance take a clean pinfall in a tag match uh, i understand maybe they want to set up pco as a challenger to him for their uh you know their next tour which is totally fine but i i can't I can't get behind, you know, that because now I already feel like he he looks weak as the champion. They're gonna need to kind of build him back up and, and give him some credibility. He, I just don't. I don't like. I don't like champions getting pinned in general, but I can accept it here and there. But not a week after he won the title in you know the biggest show in the company's history. I just can't get behind that. I will agree with you to an extent. Can we take a quick sidebar from Ring of Honor talk, real quick? I mean, I guess, I guess so. Monday night on Raw. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I was thinking about this before I texted you. Uh, Finn Balor, who had just won the Intercontinental title, got pinned by uh, Andrade. Clean, right? Yeah, Andrade. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, who were teaming with uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black? No. Yeah. Against the... <laughs> against the revival and um the berserker brothers yep their team lost did they get pinned yeah uh Ryder got pinned i believe Ryder got pinned and there was another champion i believe who lost on raw correct was it the women tag champ uh the iconics maybe yes the iconics lost to uh who the hell did they lose to i didn't watch it Not good well the icon. Oh, I'm sorry. They lost to Naomi and um, Bailey. 
So, like, we rag on WWE heavily for the way they book their champions, and I, I think I think I, I don't have an issue with that with the way we talk about them. So, I can see what you're saying about Matt Taven. You want to? What if they go into a thing where he does all this, you know, dirty, underhanded Ric Flair stuff? to kind of keep the title and that's the gimmick and that's the angle. Would you hate that? I mean, if you, that's fine as a, as a gimmick, I just don't listen. I, I was, I was too young. Um, when Ric Flair was winning a lot of his world titles earlier in his career, I don't, I don't remember, um, you know, during that era, him winning a title and then losing immediately uh, on his first match on television, I don't, like a, within a week. I don't remember that happening. Now, if we want to compare, I mean, listen, we can compare it, how, you know, however we want to compare it, right? If, if, I, I don't know, I mean, it would be the equivalent of, you know, I know, I know WWE has a, a television show the night after their pay per views, right? So, but it would almost be the equivalent of like, you know, if Seth Rollins or Kofi Kingston, who both won titles on at WrestleMania, lost in their first match on television like the night after, when you're trying to present these guys as like the lead of each show for now, um, to that for them to get pinned like right away. I mean, I I would hate that. And I expect and especially with Ring of Honor, because I feel like that title has more prestige. You know, yeah, I mean, it's just it's take it, it's it's got a more serious, I think, uh, you know, take to it right now. Um, you know, just because of I mean, Universal Championship was kind of has its own history, which we don't need to get into, which is kind of crappy. So, um, I just I don't I don't see I just didn't like it. I don't like it. It's just not it's not good for a new a new champion, right? So somebody that would be like if Razor Ramon won the Intercontinental Title in the ladder match at WrestleMania ten, and then came out and got pinned by uh, Rick Martel like a week later. Like would everybody have been cool with that back in nineteen ninety four? Hold mean, on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. The big difference is Rick Martell is human, bro. PCO is not human. It, it probably doesn't even count. It can't even be a sanctioned match in the state of Maryland. So frankly, I don't know what you're so upset about. The guy's a, a monster. He's a zombie. Okay. They, they, he probably wouldn't even pass the blood work. He'll be fine. Yeah. It's, no. It's just not, it's not good. So, so that, that bothers me a lot um, with them doing that with, with a guy who's, you know, a first time world champion. I mean, if you, if you don't think highly enough of a guy and you're going to make him be the, the a champion that loses all the time, a la Rey Mysterio or several other examples of guys from WWE that I can think of, then don't put the belt on him. You know, if you don't, if you don't want to buy, get behind a guy, but they, they seem to have been pushing Taven for a while, right? He's been a major part of their weekly shows for a long time. Um, he's got his own stable around him now where he's the leader. He's won several matches on pay-per-view, including, you know, a final battle. He beat Dalton Castle. Um, he went to a 60-minute draw with Jay Lethal at the 17th anniversary. So they've presented him as a guy, right? And then he goes and wins the title in the ladder match in MSG, and then loses in a, in a tag match to PCO. It's too soon for me. It was just that was too soon. So that that I did, I did not like. Uh, I'm sure he'll bounce back. I mean, I hope that they do that with him um, to kind of build him and give him a solid run with the title. But that that part of it, I was not a fan of at all. I can see where you're coming from because, like you said, the Ring of Honor title is the more prestigious title. I mean, I wouldn't put it up there with the IWGP Heavyweight Title in terms of like prestige and honor, but it's definitely above. 
the WWE title and the uh, um, the WWE title and the Universal title and the, all that stuff. So I I don't know. I, I I'm kind of torn on it because again, Taven to me isn't like that strong bad guy powerhouse of a heel like to me if it was like Brock Lesnar getting painted it's a different story but also on the first night unless Taven like you said Taven's gonna go on a tear and then meet PCO down the line it's you know it's a different story so either way I mean I, I see now people might want to compare it to like uh the G1 climax and the tournaments and stuff like that where let's say Okada or whoever's the champion let's just say uh the uh, the uh, IC champion let's say Naito's in the G1 and he le- and he loses two or three of his matches in the G1 that are non-title matches because it's a tournament. And then what that does is that sets up feuds down the line. To me, that's a little bit different because in the scope of a tournament, you know, it's what's a G1 like twenty-seven nights in a row, where it's the most ridiculous tournament of all time. Like it, it, those matches don't count as much for the title as they do for the tournament, and they build up to your feuds later on in the year. And I think that's a genius way of doing it. And I, I don't think this is on that level. So I could see your I can see your frustration, Joe. I can see your plight. Um, however, I think it's going to be really hard for the fans to take Taven seriously as a champion. Um, he doesn't... You and I talked about this when Dalton Castle was the champion, and his title reign is very reminiscent to me of Dalton Castle. You have In Ring of Honor, you have to... To be a champion, you have to, A, have the character, the strong character that brings people in the door, or you have to be one of the best wrestlers in the world. Jay Lethal... Not the greatest promo guy, but when you watch Jay Lethal wrestle, there was a decent chance he was going to have the best match of the night. Dalton Castle, he had a great character and a great gimmick, but I don't think, I think he connected to fans before that, and he was kind of, his connectivity to the fans is kind of on the downswing when they made him champion. And no disrespect to him, I'm, I, you know, I, I do like his work, but you know, you just look at the card and you see Dalton Castle, there's no, there's no shot he'll have the best match of the night. Is that fair to say? Uh, I mean, it, I think it, I mean, at the time when he was healthy, I think he, you know, he was capable of having, you know, good matches. I mean, his character is not necessarily, you know, one that is, you know, portrayed as the guy who's like this top, you know, level wrestler. I mean, they, they, they mentioned that, you know, he has Greco Roman style background and things like that, but it, his, his, his gimmick is more character driven, I guess, than it is, you know, in rank driven. So he seems, he seems like a good wrestler, but I'm sure the way that, you know, his matches are laid out and portrayed, it's, he's not always in a, in a position to be able to have the best match on the card. Okay. And then, you know, behind, before that you had Adam Cole, Adam Cole, strong gimmick, great wrestler, Kyle O'Reilly, strong gimmick, great wrestler, Jay Briscoe, strong gimmick, great wrestler. Who, who am I forgetting? Who, um, Elgin. Elgin wasn't – he was actually terrible on the mic, but he delivered in his matches. You know, So to me, I just don't know that Taven has – he doesn't compensate too much in one direction. He's serviceable to good in the ring, and his gimmick is – you know his gimmick is is good, but I I just don't know he's going to quote unquote draw the house, Joe, as the kids say. Well, I mean that's that's a fair question. I mean I don't know um, how many guys in Ring of Honor do we think are like true draws for the company right now that are still there. Besides maybe 
Jay Lethal um, and maybe the Briscoes as a tag team. Are there other, what other, you know, acts in the company would draw people in that are true Ring of Honor talents? You know, not New Japan or you know AAA or any of these other things. Tight. Um, that's a good question, Joe. Why don't you start that? I'll start that. Sure. So I don't think that there are any. Um, you know, you look at. You know, you look at some of the other guys that, that Jay Lethal has been facing, you know, over the last year or so, and and I don't know, you know, who those who those people are. I think he, you know, he fought Will Ospreay at one show last year. Will Ospreay is not a Ring of Honor talent. Um, you know, he fought um, Cody at Final Battle. Now, I think Cody's an interesting comparison for a guy like Taven, right? So when you were going over the uh, the World Champions just a minute ago. Um, and I think you started with Cole and O'Reilly and those guys. There's a period after that, uh, which was yeah, after O'Reilly left, and then right, you know, before Cole left, where the champions were Christopher Daniels and then Cody for the better part of the a year. I think it was 2017. So, I blocked that out, Joe. What's that? I blocked that out. Yeah. So, the, but again, you look at guys like that. Now, Daniels obviously is a very good wrestler, but he was in his mid to late forties, so you can make arguments against that. And Cody, I think, is an interesting comparison, right? Because people say people are very torn, you know, on Cody as far as his in ring, right? Is he is he good in ring? Is he not good in ring? His matches can be hit or miss, but you know, he has the character, the persona to get over. You know, his promos are solid, but I, I think and good, but he and he's, he's just an interesting character, right? So when you compare him to Taven now, um, you know, I would say that Taven probably is better in ring, uh, than Cody. And as far as promo goes, you know, you can, you can make arguments either way. I think on, on that, I mean, I, I could, I could see, you know, saying Cody's better on promos. I could see people saying Taven is better on promos. I think, I think both guys garner a lot of heat, uh, when they're heels. And I think that's something that, that, that counts. So I personally, you know, I, I felt for a while uh, leading up to final battle um, and even into the early part of this year, I thought that Taven was going to be the guy that took the title from lethal. Like I kind of, in my mind, I saw it heading in that direction when they held off on that match at final battle uh, and they pushed it into 2019. Um, they did the 60 minute draw, which I was not expecting. I thought Taven oh. might take the title there. That wasn't that bad. I feel like it was. It's. It's. It was not as bad as maybe some people originally thought it out to be. But that's me. I'm the pro no, team inside this argument. So it wasn't as bad. But when you could tell halfway through the match that it's going 60 minutes, I think that's kind of the issue. You know, like right at the 30 minute mark, you and I looked at each other. We're like, that's eh, going to a draw. But yeah, you're right. Um, Taven's got a weird style. You know, like he's he's like a. I I, I don't want to be disrespectful at all. He's. Doesn't have the most impressive physique. I mean, I think that's fair to say, right? Like you have like there are guys with better physiques in Ring of Honor, but he's like a he's like a lucha inspired dude. So he he does have some high flying. I mean, he almost died a final battle when he ate guardrail face first. We just watched that. Um, but I think maybe some of his like his move set isn't as appealing to people. It's very similar to Cody, right? Like the crossroads and the climax are almost like the same move, just reversed. Um, it's it's he's got a similar style, a similar move set. Not for nothing, I feel like Taven would probably do a hell of a job at NXT and WWE. He almost has that more WWE like style. 
But to uh, to your point earlier, what you said about people that could quote unquote draw the house, you know, like I, I just went through the the list of talent in Ring of Honor. I would tell you um, right now, two people that I could think of that should be in the title picture sooner, like to capitalize on their popularity. One would be Jeff Cobb, who's already the TV champion, just to, from Will Ospreay, and the other one, Bandito. People love Bandito. He's got a great style. Um, I think it could be something different. Maybe he could be a good foil for um, Taven down the line. I think the 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 smart play would have been Marty as the champion, but Marty's a question mark with the AEW. They just have the TV deal all in two double and nothing's going to be like next month, you know. So I think that's why they didn't go that way. But. You know, you're kind of talking me into Taven as champion a little bit, but I just don't know. I, you know what? I, I'll just give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to see his first. Who do you think his first defense is, is going to be against? Is it going to be against PCO? Yeah, I think they announced that for the next tour. Um, I forget which which night it's going to be on, but he is supposed to wrestle PCO on the. Uh, I guess it's the War of the Worlds tour in May. I want to say. Um, okay. I think there are shows in like Buffalo, Toronto, and I, I don't remember exactly which one, but they they announced it like either the day after or the night, you know, right after the uh, Masters of the Craft show ended. They basically said that, you know, PCO had earned himself a uh, a title match. So he's going to be facing Taven on one of those tours. Now I have to expect that he's going to find a way to retain the title there. Um, you know, PCO has not been defeated yet since he's joined Ring of Honor. In December, so, so maybe that's a sorry to cut you off. Maybe that's a way to get him a high-profile win. You know, like that high-profile win against PCO, a win against a guy who hasn't been pinned yet. Um, but the other thing is too, and I, I don't want to think I'm uh, pooping on the the kingdom the entire time. But to me, like Vinny Marsilia and TK Orion, I mean, I like I like Vinny's gimmick with the whole uh, the horror movie thing. I'm a huge horror movie guy myself, but I feel like in the ring. Like if you're gonna compare Cody and the Bucks to the Kingdom, it's as a whole, it's no comparison, right? Because the Bucks are such a good supporting act for a guy like Cody. I feel like TK O'Ryan and Vinny, they're you know, they're not. Is it safe to say they're not the most exciting tag team? Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. But I think also if you if you make that comparison, right? Like if you look at you know the Bucks as a, you know, I think the Bucks overshadow Cody. In terms of, yeah. if you're looking at that, you know, at that three, you know, that those that group of three, right? If you look to me, they overshadow Cody because they're more popular and they have better matches than Cody. When you look at the Kingdom, right? Taven to me clearly outshines the other two guys, right? The other two guys are, you know, I, I don't know what they're, yeah, like I don't know what age they are, so I don't, and I don't know in what stage of their career they're on. I mean, they're they're relatively newer to Ring of Honor, right? That kind of came in a couple of years ago when they they put them around Taven. But to me, they're guys that still need to either improve in the ring or improve on promos if they're going to grow as performers. And Taven to me is the clear guy, right? That is the leader of that group. So I think that when you make that when you we make the comparison between you know the bucks and cody i think that yeah the bucks are definitely a stronger supporting cast but i think that they're so strong of a supporting cast that they would overshadow cody and in these types of matches taven is the clear you know leader right even with villain enterprises even though pco and and Brody king have gotten over very quickly obviously marty is the centerpiece of that and and he's the guy right so i think that's the thing with with taven he brings them up um, with his level that he's at and that he's uh, ascending to. And uh, 
I think that's one of the things that I, I like about Taven. You know, that's, I, you know, I think he, he cuts his good promos. He gets heat. He seems to interact with the crowd. You know, he's, he seems like a funny dude. Um, you know, and he, I think he works hard. I'm not a judge of talent as far as in ring and stuff like that. I'm not in the business. I don't know. I just watch by what I watch, but you know, even before earlier today, you sent me the a clip of that bump that he took at final battle where he, you know, he did like a, you know, a suicide plancha over the top rope and took it right in the sternum on the, uh, on the guardrail on the outside, which was like a crazy, um, crazy spot. So to me, he's a guy that's been working his tail off. He went down to Mexico, um, did some stuff down there, which I haven't seen, but I've heard it was pretty cool. Um, you know, he's had matches with guys in AAA. I think we went to a show, uh, at Hammerstein during the summer. He fought Ultimo Guerrero and they had this like crazy brawl all over the place. So I don't know. I, I like the way that he's been going. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to say that he's the best wrestler in the company, but I'm, I'm totally on board with him as, as champion right now. And I'm looking to see what, where they go with it. I think it's tough for me too. Cause I'm comparing this kingdom to the Adam Cole, Mike Bennett, Matt Taven kingdom with Maria. To me, that is one of the most overlooked and underrated factions, wouldn't you say? I mean, that Maria as a centerpiece of the kingdom, you have talent like Adam Cole, Mike Bennett in there too, and with Matt Taven. Now that to me, that you know, that's the kingdom, uh, thy kingdom come, if you will. And I, I was a huge fan of that. So maybe, maybe I'm looking through uh, poop-colored glasses here, Joe. Maybe I need to be a little more positive when it turns to uh, Matt Taven. And you know what? Son of a monkey's uncle. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Taven the benefit of the doubt. And uh, you know, I'll uh, you know, I'll just glass half full on the rest of the uh Matt Taven Ring of Honor world title run, and we'll see what happens. Go from you know, it's gonna be a interesting couple of months. I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens at the Crockett Cup. And uh, we'll see if that has any kind of interaction whatsoever. And I don't know if Nick Aldis has anything to do with Ring of Honor aside from the co-promotion for the Crockett Cup, but he's another guy that kind of fits that whole Taven mold in terms of um, style in the ring and maybe a little bit of a disconnect with um, not, not the style so much. Like to me, Nick Aldis is a guy that is a he him his match two out of three falls against Cody Rhodes from NWA 70 could have been in 1987 and got over. And they were able to get that style over today. Uh, I think that's a huge accomplishment. So I think, you know, I think ring of honor is in such a state of influx right now. I, I don't, I, there's no certainty and there's no, not necessarily no security, but there really is no certainty. And they're building around these younger stars. And I think because of Taven's longevity in the company, and what he's been able to do, with the his his kingdom, um, I, I think it. I, I don't hate the move, but I just wonder down the line if Marty resigns, how long Taven's going to have that title for? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think that you know, he's been there for a while. Um, you know, he's been there since you know we started watching. I think Ring of Honor maybe five or six years ago. So you know, he's gone through different incarnations. You know, he was the won the top prospect tournament there. He was a TV champion. He was the tag champion, as you mentioned, with Mike Bennett uh, as part of that kingdom. Um, him and now his version of the kingdom have won the six-man titles three times. Uh, and now, you know, he's the the Ring of Honor world champion. So he's been there a long time. He's only the second, I believe, Grand Slam champion in the history of, of Ring of Honor. And, uh, you know, I, th I think he deserves a shot. So whether he only holds on to the title for a, you know, a few months or six months or whatever it is, I'd like to see him have it in, up until final battle if they can get – you know, a good babyface challenger to uh, 
be built up and take it off of him, whether that's Marty or somebody else. So that's what I like to see. So I'm definitely on the pro Matt Taven team. Um, I'm not a Melvin. That's really that's and that's what it comes down to. Can you get your no Melvin's shirt? Is that possible? I would buy a shirt. I would buy that shirt any as soon as I possibly can. I'm gonna do it as soon as we hang up. As soon as we close out this podcast, I'm gonna go buy a no Melvin's t-shirt. Your birthday's coming up in uh, five months from yesterday, so I will uh I'll do the right thing. And I will, uh, I'll get you that no Melvin shirt, buddy. I'll put a picture of myself on the back with a circle and a line through it. It'll say no Melvins, none of these. But, um, next week, Gary Michael Capetta, the voice of your childhood, if you were a fan of professional wrestling in the 80s and 90s, the NWA, WCW. Um, he's going to be on the show. We're going to be talking Crockett Cup. Like we said, we're going to be talking Crockett Cup 2019. We're going to be talking about his history with the NWA and WCW. If you're wondering where you can listen to that show, it's very, very simple, my friend. At All Night Long WP, everywhere you can find social media, your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram. However, you go to YouTube.com slash All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We have our own URL. It only took four years. Oh, it's a kingdom thing. It only mm. took four years, but we have it. Make sure you subscribe over there. Give us a like. If you have questions for Gary Michael Capetta, we will absolutely ask them on the air as long as they are not ridiculous questions like how does he like his steak cooked? Frankly, I actually kind of want to know that, so it might be a question I ask him. Uh, also, if you want to support the show, get a couple of bucks in the pocket of the old stallion and the enforcer, and you want to put something good in your pocket, you go to bluechew.com. You use the promo code WPP, which stands for Wrestling Perspective Podcast. Promo code WPP. You pay $5 shipping and handling for your first order of Blue Chew. All that good stuff without going to the doctor. Another episode is in the books. He's the stallion. I'm the enforcer, and we're tapping out. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.